You're listening to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, episode 170. Hello and welcome to the Who's Driving Your Car podcast, where we discuss not only who or what might be driving your life, but also the great views and experiences along the way. Do you drive in the fast lane like my wife, or do you feel like you're stuck in first gear? You only get one life to live, and it can be either a total wreck or a beautiful cruise into the sunset. We are three friends that have collectively experienced almost anything that could possibly happen in this crazy world, and we'll be discussing our personal reflections and experiences so hopefully you can avoid running out of gas and truly enjoy the wind blowing in your hair. So hop on in with us for a little road trip called life, and let's discuss who's driving your car. Aye! What's Crack Pack Like in Podcast World? Welcome back to Who's Driving Your Car, episode 170. More numbers in Spanish. Hoo! Back again without CC, two weeks in a row. My heart is breaking inside and outside. What do you think about it? You know, this is tough. I, I never dreamed we'd be at a two man two weeks in a row, but I here know. we are. This could have been what it was if CC said no, though. So it's kind of <laughs> like, you know that whole element to this and cc is uh off living his best life That's fishing right. with some buddies mm-hmm. yeah, annual fishing trip with some of his college friends and we're happy about that we tried to make this work but couldn't kind of swing it um to get us all together this week so here we are two man and john yep and you know his um medical assistant cameron offered to come in and fill in uh for him today so look at that we had another buddy ready to jump into the mix but uh i didn't give him a time so missed that opportunity maybe next time but John did go get the equipment, which we are thankful for to have the equipment here. Um, we rolled without it last week, so we're sorry that there was a little bit of maybe sound quality, but probably should be coming through. I think it was worth the trip, John, to get it. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, just feels more natural being able to lean in on the mic and, uh, you know, what the volume should come out. So I'm happy to have it back. I know y'all picked on me a couple of times and I was like, we need the mics. Sounds better without it. So John went all the way out of his way man, and, and got these, <laughs> these mics. I, I went from North Lake Charles all the way to South, baby. Almost to the, the border. Not the as far parish. as you can go in this place. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, we're going to come to y'all with a topic today called giving things to the Lord. Uh, kind of a little bit, maybe about trust, which we did a long time ago, but this is, uh, I think give, being able to give things in your life to the Lord. Um, you know, big decisions you're trying to make, things that are difficult for you, things like that. Um, and so uh, we think it's going to be a good topic. What do you think, John? Yeah, man, I think it's uh, going to be an interesting topic to see how it goes because, you know, we're put on this earth for a limited period of time and we're here um, for praise and worship glory for uh, the Lord and to see how we can hopefully make ourselves worthy, make ourselves, um, you know, the the children of God that we were born to be. So how are we going to choose that time that we're given? Um, and what kind of gifts are you going to give back? You know, you can certainly live a selfish life and do many things that are contradictory to what, um, you know, Lord may have in store for you and want you to be doing. Obviously, we have free will, so we can uh, dance around and avoid, um, some of those callings that we may have. So I think it's going to be a cool conversation. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it and got some, I think we can all relate to things in our own lives where this happens. So, uh, probably go through a few of those examples, but before we do hop into it, we're going to flip it over for Johnny for the, would you rather? All right, baby, here we go. So would you rather ice water or 
just regular flat tap, no bubbles, nothing water. Man, this is a great question, John, because I, I just was presented with this on the airplane the other day. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's man. usually like you want flat water, you want whatever, tap water. They're, they're normally like, well, I'm taking this as, they're like, hey, you want some water on the plane? And I'm like, yeah, they're like ice or no ice. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm taking yeah, it. That's, okay. that's exactly how it is. So this is a good question. I think it depends. Like if I'm like exercising or something, I'm like, man, I want the ice. But in generally speaking, because this is like a texture thing for me, I am fine if the water is cold with no ice. And I said this in the flight attendant was like, I want come again uh, when I said no ice because everybody else, I guess, normally gets ice. But I like drinking I don't really like that ice sit in my cup after, and then I gotta try to eat the ice or throw the ice away. It's like kind of a whole deal. It's a dilemma. There. Yeah, what you gonna do with that? Um, <laughs> so, what do, I, what do I do with this frozen water? No. And and I like. I mean, at the same time, it's kind of cool when you have the ice because you're like, oh man, like 30 minutes later, I got a little something to drink right here. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's the gift that keeps giving. That's right, man. Um, but I do like, generally speaking, the texture of just drinking some water without the ice i, I don't mind it with the ice it's not like a, a huge deal for me but if i had to choose just the regular water no ice what hey. you think man well you know i'm with you um man this is a shock i like i most of the time whenever i drink water i i drink water that's usually more of room temperature it may be a little cool but i don't like it really freezing cold uh and ice i feel like kind of gets in the way i don't like getting you know whenever i'm trying to drink something or water specifically that you know i keep having to move it out of the way blocking it um the h2o get it in my mouth but whenever i drink soft drinks or something else like that i do like it with ice i don't know what the difference is that's true uh, i guess a soft it just, drink i would definitely want ice Good soft point. drink definitely yeah. want ice just it makes it a lot more colder and refreshing for some reason so for me i'm going no ice and usually room temperature or just slightly cooled. Yeah. What do you think CC would say? Well, I think CC would probably go into the realm of like some kind of crazy physiological approach on, well, you know, if I was running, uh, my four minute mile while doing my mountain climbers crazy and, Craig. and doing pull-ups along the way, <laughs> along the way of my exercise program, I wouldn't want to have the, the cold temperature for it to be my body have to change the temperature and get it more to whatever my body temperature is before I can utilize it appropriately. That's what I think he would say. So it would depend on if he was exercising, if he was exercising, he would want regular, you know, non-cold mm. or maybe yeah. even warm water. And then if it, if it were not, I would say he would want ice. First thing that comes a to my mind. A little classy, a little cloop, cloop, make him think he's has, has a Craigarita. Yeah, exactly. First thing that comes <laughs> to my mind for Craig is he'd probably be like that guy that wants a Sonic ice. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I want the best ice there yeah. is. You know the Sonic ice. You know people have the Sonic ice makers. I don't oh, even know. I know. Uh, he strikes me as that guy. <laughs> so he's going ice. Plus, I want fancy ice. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, exactly, man. CC fancy ice. Yeah. I can't wait to ask you that. Sonic Sonic ice. Uh, I call it Sonic ice. It is pretty good. You know, Alexander's parents have that. They just got one of those put in their house. It's kind of a nice little treat. You know, if you want some ice. Mm. Interesting. Speaking of which, though, when I was at their house, it's just jogged my mind. I will say I don't I don't really like Coke out of a can. I want it on ice, but they offered me some lemonade. I like lemonade when I was there last time, and I said no ice. And I think her mom was like, "Man, no ice, not even the Sonic ice." I, was, I know no they're ice. like, "No ice, what a weirdo." Yeah, that dude. Uh, <laughs> just like the fight dance, but apparently well, you're right with me. And you know that's another thing though. Whenever you're drinking something that's over ice, like lemonade mm -hmm. or soft drink, it, you know you continue to get a little bit of that flavor for a long period of time as it melts down and i really like that last little bit that you get whenever you do have 
you know, something poured over ice. True. The only other negative to this, this wonderful topic. I is, feel like this is turning into the whole podcast. Like today. sometimes <laughs> you can chew the ice and you kind of rude to the people around you and they're like, man, quit smacking on the ice, bro. So ice, you know, it's pros and cons to it. Okay, John, <laughs> moving to the topic. And that I, was a deep one. Kinda, you know, that was, was deeper than I thought it was going to go. Kind of one of those things. The simple things can be the subtle. Chris LeVan, we were chatting the other day, and he sent me some quote about like subtle things can be big things. I feel like that was like a subtle little question that was just boom, big. Okay. Giving things to the Lord. I'll start on this, John. Um, and I was triggered. I was like thinking of stuff we can do in our, our lives because we got several topics we're kind of holding in the holster for CC to come back to. And I was like, man, what? we were sitting here brainstorming. I was like, well, this is something that I'm struggling with a little bit. A lot of times kind of easy for me, but in particular in my life uh, with my health here recently, mm-hmm. which we are aware of, started exercising again for the listeners. Long story short, started exercising again for the first time in like eight months. And man, my body's just having trouble adjusting. I've had a lot of different weird sensations here, specifically some tingling. John and a whole host of healthcare providers have um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> given their opinions. And uh, looks like Hot Dog over here is going to make it just fine. But um, <laughs> it's been a deal for me. And I've, I've struggled with this to just be like, hey, this is just what it is. Let it play itself out. I'm going to give it to God. He's got it under control versus like a, me trying to literally problem solve this out. And be like, what is exactly wrong with me? What is causing this? Let's go fix it. Because in my life, I generally speaking, probably because of my job, I'm a problem solver. Um, there's A and there's C. Let's go figure out what B is that makes A plus B equal to C. And so I have, over the last like four or five weeks, struggled to really give this to the Lord and be like, okay, this is kind of my thing. And it, it got me thinking, I think we all probably go through that at one point or another in life and or just try to... Maybe it's something we know we can handle and we don't still trust the Lord on what he's got in store for us, etc. So that is kind of what comes to my mind. And I personally, in order to try to get myself back on the boat, I was telling, I think I told you this too, John, already, telling Alexander this though. I like this quote. I saw it somewhere a long time ago. Our lives change when our habits change. And part of me in the last like four or five weeks, I get my mind's been a little sped up, worrying about it, trying to figure it out exhausting all my remedies of mm-hmm. uh medical providers and um <laughs> in the google and i got like away from like normally i wake up in the morning i'm doing my little meditate i do my prayer time which i still was praying but i do my meditation and i do some reading and i journal and man i probably went three weeks doing none of that and then i went up to highlands a few weeks ago and i was like man our lives change when our habits change i gotta get back in those habits and that has up until talking to john monday that has <laughs> that has kind of brought me back to giving more to the Lord, spending that time, not just kind of going through my prayer list and being like, oh, Lord, help me out here. Thanks. See ya. Um, doing those kind of things. So that's kind of what comes to my mind, John. You can maybe speak about that or something going on with yourself. Yeah, going on with, with some of those types of things. Uh, for you, you know, your body was used to not doing, you know, it was out of the habit of exercising, do all the stuff that you had been doing, you know, religiously on a daily basis. 15-mile bike rides. Yeah, doing all these Amazing. bike rides, exercising, doing all this stuff, and then, uh, being forced to break that habit with a surgical change on your shoulder really threw a kink in that. So now, you know, whenever you're trying to re- return to your normal activity, your body is kind of in shock, not really knowing what to do whenever you're trying to utilize these muscles in a way that seems really insignificant to you right now, but it's so far out of your habit system and has been for, you know, eight months, however long it's been, that it just takes a while for your body to recover. So 
I think, um, you know, for individuals um, who have things that come up in their life, it's easy to get distracted and say, and hyper-focus on what is happening to me to me right now. What is what is my problem? How can I fix it? Rather than, you know, being open to the idea of regardless of what that you know diagnosis may turn out to be, that this is you know part of what has been chosen for you in your life, and um, you know the direction that you should be turning is an introspective one, one where you have gratitude and looking. Uh, to the Lord for guidance, protection, healing, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's true. And something that also comes to my mind in addition to like health that you can maybe speak on, I was thinking, because I'm not in this, but I'm, I think this will be something that will cross my mind. And me, I am a person. I, I do want to give a shout out to Monsignor Torres. Um, Father Monsignor. You know, we, Alexander and I are doing our little like pre cana process, and he, te- <laughs> he tells us, I thought this was just a funny story. We're going through this the other day, and he's like reading off these like personality traits. And uh, one of them is like, emotionally stable and he reads like all this stuff and he's like Matthew you scored the highest and I'm like oh, tell us more Monsignor <laughs> and he's like pump so, me up come so on he's reading I need a like, win this person handles stress amazingly um he is unflappable under pressure and I'm like man this is awesome and I, I, I say he's like Matthew do you agree with this and I'm like yes Monsignor and then I'm like I can't lie <laughs> Like, I do agree with this. And it's funny because in my life, I'm, I'm extremely, I, I would agree with that statement. I'm like, oh, it's not the end of the world. It's just life. When I was telling him, I was saying, we all go through the ups and downs. And then eternal happiness is, you know, that's the point of everything being perfect. And other than Monsignor, when it comes to my health, you know, I really try to hone in on that and get that straight. So I think that's probably applicable to all of us. At one point or another, we have something that'll maybe get us. It could be an insecurity about something big at work or family matter or something like that. And just being like, hey, this is where I'm at, and let's give it to God. But I was thinking, too, going back to the question now, John, after that little sidestep. Whenever you had, like, your first baby, and you were, like, you know, being a dad for the first time, and, like, I, I've heard this stuff at least, like, boy, man, is my child going to make it through the night? They are still breathing over there? Or, like, your wife being uh, healthy after the birth of the child, the baby being healthy. A lot of unknowns go through that. Every time you have a child, I would assume here, but especially early on, what about that? I would assume there's some type of trust element going on to God and his plan for the baby and et cetera and things like that. Well, I think it starts off to answer that question. It starts off much earlier than that for me. So, um, you know, looking back, I think I was being called to uh, the married life for a longer period of time than I was willing to accept and say, okay, let's do this. Um, So when I finally decided to answer that call and uh, ended up marrying my wife or getting engaged to my wife. Uh, and it was out of a necessity for something that, you know, in order to be fair to her, in order to uh, be fair to my soon-to-be stepson, that was something that uh, I needed to advance and take on that role. Um, you know, it was something that, you know, going back to whenever you get your first child, I remember when we were going through the uh, – that process with Monsignor Torres, like one of the last ones that we went through, he was like, how does it feel being a dad now? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not a dad. <laughs> I'm not a dad. And, and then after we, you know, got married, I was like, okay, you're an idiot. You are a dad. You're a stepdad. But, uh, yeah. you know, this is a young, impressionable child that you've been raising for an extended period of time. So um, it's a great responsibility. Um, and then, you know, you're right. There's, there's also... Other things that are going on, like when the tiny gift was first born, um, he had swallowed a lot of amniotic fluid during the delivery. So 
the first few nights he would quit breathing for extended I periods of time and start choking. And that was very alarming. Um, you know, I remember not sleeping a whole lot. We were, me and my wife were both in the hospital bed, which was not comfortable. Uh, and then the baby was on the side and I remember jumping up several times, to get him up to make sure that he would start coughing and breathing. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, all of those things are very, uh, scary things for new parents. Uh, didn't seem to bro- bother my father-in-law, Dr. Wallace, a whole lot. It's like, yeah, it's fine. He just, he's going to cough that up for a while, <laughs> but it was a lot, perspective. a lot more alarming for us. And, mm-hmm. uh, I guess that experience of him seeing that bazillions of times, uh, was, had uh, a lot more comfort or maybe he was giving it to the Lord. I don't really know. So there's uh, you know, great responsibility with each added child that, you know, we're here in order to be the father, the guide on earth, uh, and be that substitute for where their eternal salvation should be once, uh, you know, they make it to heaven and hopefully, you know, as, as a parent, you're doing a good enough job and you're teaching them the things in order to be a good human being to strive in order to, to make it there. Yeah, John, I think that's long answer. Sorry, man. Also just like almost an eight on a 10 scale. (laughs) CC, you missed it. Gosh, dog it, Craig. Um, (laughs) you know, that kind of triggered me something I had written down and you were talking about Dr. Wallace and his perspective. And I can kind of relate to that. You know, it probably was nice having that perspective. Hey, it's perfectly fine. And that's kind of what I've looked for in my own little health situation here, which it probably took six people saying that not one. Um, (laughs) but, but, uh, you know, I was thinking about that's a good way of like, you can trust God too by trusting other people that God is working through that do have the knowledge, the pedigree, the background. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, the Holy Spirit, God is in all of us. So sometimes, you know, after, you know, prayer thought with God, being able to trust another person, um, not necessarily just with a health issue or like the baby issue with tiny, but in life, you know, bringing someone into your life, a significant other, a friend, someone you're working with. What do you think about the aspect of trusting other people with advice or being in your life? Because you're in, in actuality trusting God through them in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know, I've heard it said that, um, you know, God people, God puts people on earth to do his will. So uh, his will is performed through the actions of us as we try to interpret and do those things. So uh, I think it's... It, that's a great way to look at it, but also you need to be um, cautious on who you're asking if they have any expertise in whatever the subject may be. But uh, you're right. Everyone is around us. You you probably have friends, family, other people that you can lean on to ask for specific uh, advice on whatever area you're looking into. Yeah, you know, another thing that comes to my mind with this topic, John, and um, I think you can we were talking about this yesterday. I was on the road. Tell me about it. Huh, is death, you know, um, trusting God and the plan for after our time here. And yesterday, um, a neighbor of mine, Mr. Morris Duhon, he passed away a few days ago and they had the visitation of Beaumont. So Alexander and I made the trip over there and I called John on the way back and we're talking about some other stuff, but we're talking about this as well. And I've always like kind of thought highly of you in this, John, we have this in common where I think we'd like to go pay our respects, you know, when people leave us and amen, you know, I was standing up there thinking, uh, saying a few prayers and then thinking throughout on the way home, et cetera. Like there's something for that complete trust too, of what happens, you know, with eternal salvation, et cetera. What do you think about that trust in God as well? 
Yeah, I think it's it's something that hopefully whenever it gets down to to the end that I will have complete trust in that. I know a lot of people are very fearful of uh, of that, um, you know, dying and what happens after death. Even people who are believers, it's something that there's a unknown. It's an unknown, what's gonna, yeah. What's exactly. going to happen. So, you know, for me, I, I've, I am at peace. I feel like I've had a wonderful life even right now. And mm-hmm. I always tell my wife, I'm like, I'm going to glory soon. I'm probably getting out of here. He said it when he was lightly sedated. The well, other that's day. true. I could have gone. <laughs> I signed the thing that said you you might die. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, for me, I've had a, a wonderful full life already. Um, you know, at a very young age, that um, I feel overly blessed in what I've, I've been able to experience so far in my life. So. For me, you know, if I were going today, I would feel completely fulfilled and content in that, uh, you know, I made great impacts in the, the people that mattered in the community that um, I, I live in. So for me, I, I would hope that I would be courageous in going into that and have full trust. But I guess, you know, you'll, you'll find out whenever you get there, everybody's a little different and everybody thinks they will act a certain way in certain situations, but in all honesty, you never know until you get there. That's true. And I think that's really well said and something I think one time or another, we all think about contemplate struggle with. Um, last thing, John, before we shut it down, one more, I think, you know, last thing I'd written in my little notes here. I I do generally like this topic is like a lot of the stuff's easier said than done, you know, trusting and being like, Oh yeah, I could do that when the, when the rubber, but when the rubber meets the road could be like that with death or, you know, something big you got coming up, you know, man. And, uh, six months I got to do X, Y, Z. And you're like, Oh, no big deal. But then when the rubber meets the road, like being able to really trust God and, and, you know, lean on him, I think is easier said than done in a lot of ways. No, I would agree. And, you know, trusting God and trusting, um, the people that he put here on earth to do out his will sometimes, uh, doesn't work out the way that it should, uh, and probably wasn't how it's planned. Um, so sometimes I think we have personal resentment from past, um, mm-hmm. actions, past things that, you know, we may have asked for. Maybe we thought this was what should have been done for us, and maybe it wasn't granted, um, you know, and that's just maybe we'll find out one day whenever we get to eternal salvation why some of the things that were extremely important to us, um, you know, ended up not being what was best for us or what was meant for our life. Good one. Well, hot dog man of Lake Charles, you have anything that makes you hit the gas or hit the brakes this week? Yeah, man, you know, I'm going to hit the brakes. I'm going to have to like a gas pusher. Going to hit the brakes. And what, I had so many things come to my mind. And what I wound up writing? You were struggling with that. Well, yeah, I had a lot of things I was like contemplating. I had some really like exciting stuff. And then I was like, man, this one, not that it's not exciting, but it hit me and it was no CC. I know. Make you hit the brakes. Just stop in your tracks. Um, it's different, I'm sure, in our lives. We can all relate to that. Maybe, you know... Uh, Whenever I think Craig would speak to this, you have a kid that goes off to school that you've been with for a long time or, you know, you move another city and don't see your friends or something. But it's kind of been interesting doing this now twice in a row without Craig, you know, so it'll be, I don't know, come week three. Uh, hopefully next week we'll be back in action, I'm sure. But um, it's just kind of one of those things that makes you stop and appreciate Craig. And we, we kind of hit on that. John wanted to do, uh, let's <laughs> let's uh, chat about Craig for two episodes in a row. And we knew Craig was probably like, you know, I'm going to miss again at some point, guys. Save that one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we had a lot more material we could have gone. <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, it's just something that kind of literally makes you pause and has made me pause and appreciate Greg and what he's, uh, you know, brings to the podcast and also just not being able to hang out with him, visit like we do before the cast and things like that. So, John, I, I'm hitting the brakes. I'm pretty sure you probably doing the same over there. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely something that is, uh, you know, fun to do, you and I doing, but uh, I think the three of us together is just a unique dynamic. Mm-hmm. I love getting the chit-chat. Great hugs as always. You know, I've talked about uh, him before great hugs that he gives and just the genuine nature that he brings to uh, everything that I see him do. So it's just refreshing to have him around. We miss him and can't wait to have him back. Yeah. Hopefully next week we'll be uh, back in action where we normally are here. I I would imagine that'll be the case. And guys, we appreciate everybody tuning in. If you've got some thoughts or tips on trusting the Lord or examples in your life, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. And if you do get a chance to rate, review us, subscribe to the podcast, we would appreciate it. Until next time, we'll catch y'all later. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying picking up what we've been laying down, subscribe and never miss an episode. Find us on social media and let us know who's driving your car this week. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Who's Driving Your Car Podcast. Perfect timing. Sun is shining. Nothing more I Best life, won't you sing with me?